0: A billionaires
1: in Boxes production. Hello and welcome to this edition of Billionaires in Boxes. I'm joined by Justin as usual. Hey Justin. How's it guys? All oh, good my Back friend. in the Pink
2: Princess Palace. In
1: the Princess Palace. Uh today we are joined by a very special guest, uh, James Mulvani. James, how you doing, mate?
3: Good, yeah, really good. How's it going?
1: Really good, thanks, buddy. I'm I'm glad to have you on the show because obviously you you talk about a lot. I mean, we'll dive into all this, but you touch on a lot of things that are very close to my heart, kind of podcasting and global networking and information sharing and all that juicy stuff. So why don't for the folks at home that don't know you, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us what you're all about.
3: Absolutely. So uh, my name is James Mulvaney. I'm founder of podcast.co, Co, uh, also radio.co and matchmaker.fm, which are all startups doing really interesting things in the audio and broadcasting spaces so uh, matchmakers our newest platform which is going to be talking a bit about later i think Um, it basically connects podcasters with guests which is a huge opportunity at the moment particularly you know if you're a business you're looking to expose more people to your products or services getting booked on podcasts is a fantastic thing to do and over at podcast.co we also work with lots of businesses from small to large um in creating podcasts getting their messages out there and uh, we also have a platform to make it really super simple to get your podcasts on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, et cetera.
1: Well, look, James is very modest, so I will say this for him. His, his platforms are fantastic. I've, I've heard about them for a long time. He has some really great people utilizing them, saying some great things. Uh, I myself actually signed up for matchmaker.fm a few days ago. James and I were talking about this off air, mm. um, and I have had some incredible results from it, genuinely. I mean, I'm probably talking five or six guests for our show who you'll be seeing over the coming weeks. Uh, so i'll I, in fact, I'll tell you which guest came from there so that you can get some tangible evidence for it when people come on the show um and I've also got about six to ten invites to appear on other people's podcasts, which is fantastic. I love to do that, I love sharing to new audiences so um James, you're doing some awesome stuff, mate. I love it. I mean some people are only just waking up to podcasting and you're connecting the podcasting world
3: I think it's grown a lot it's interestingly uh this weekend um I don't know when this will go out, but um Apple have just announced there is 1 million podcasts, uh, active podcasts on their directory. Uh, so that's kind of exciting because last year it was around 600,000. It grew by, I think 50,000 in February. So since then, we, you know, every month we seem to have an additional sort of 50 to hundred thousand podcasts. And that's right now, yeah. that's, that number is only going to continue increasing. So I think we'll kind of dive into this today, but we the main message I want to point out is a lot of people are saying, oh, is it too late to start a podcast? Right now, not one million sounds like a big number, but actually, when you compare it to the number of Instagram profiles or the number of Facebook pages or the number of YouTube channels, it's tiny,
1: very tiny, very very tiny. And and I see opportunity there. Yeah, no, completely agree. Well, look, I'm
2: I'm assuming James that you're expecting to to have a, a fair following. You know what what's the? Or am I getting too technical now? What's a fair following in this kind of in this kind of world? For, for you to justify a podcast? Or is it, is it a labor of love or is it something of, of business worth? You know, what, what are the reasons for people to do this?
3: I mean, I think it depends. If, if we're gonna focus specifically on business, uh, I think there are three main reasons a business can use podcast. And they, these are as follows. Number one, for sales uh, and outreach and, and getting people into your business, making people aware of your business. The second is engaging with your existing customers and you know encouraging kind of black brand loyalty and the third would be engaging with um, stakeholders or employees you know particularly for large corporations who have got offices all over the world or you know they have thousands of employees and based across different offices it's a really good way of, of engaging with people um and more effective than perhaps email newsletters which are kind of easily ignored so so there, there are sort of three main sort of pillars or the main sort of strategies that businesses can use podcasting for and on the flip side, of, you know, if you're personally looking to get involved in podcasting, you know, some of the times it is a labor of love. Some people get lucky and do really, really well and end up turning that into a business. And it's an entirely possible route that you can go down uh, to start off with just doing something out of passion and end up becoming a business. You know, there are plenty of podcasts out there that are making five and six figure sums every month, either from wow. subscribers, you know, patron supporters, or from sponsorship deals, um, selling merchandise and that kind of thing.
1: Um, Justin, actually to touch on that, I actually did exactly that. So I've sold two podcasts previously. They were both in the sporting world rather than in the business world, but they were started out off as they were at the raw, immediate after-match reactions, whether we were at the stadium or whether we were at home and we were just watching it on TV. And we would always aim to release a 45-minute podcast an hour after the game had finished because people still wanted to binge on content at that point. Makes yeah. nice and- sense. That ended up growing really well. Lots of people ended up approaching us as brands saying, you have a good audience, we'd like to sponsor you because we're trying to reach into that audience a bit more. Um, So in terms of numbers, I mean, Justin, you asked the question about numbers. As a business coach, I I really like, uh, I've mentioned it before, a guy called Daniel Priestley. And he says it's not important to be famous to the world. It's important to be famous to 500 to 1,000 of your fans, your ideal customers. Yeah. You, do, you know, How much business can you realistically deal with? Do you need the whole world to know who you are, or do you just need 500 of your key market and your ideal customers to know who you are?
3: Yeah, exactly. I completely agree with that, Phil. I think you know, having a smaller audience that's really engaged with what you're talking about and more focused on whatever topic you're talking about is more valuable than saying, oh, I've got 100,000 followers of you know, who could just be you know anybody and everyone, but they're not necessarily going to be taking action on what you're saying. So uh, I think, especially if you're perhaps looking at podcasting as an individual, but maybe you're a freelancer, maybe you've got a small business, um, it also helps massively with personal branding as well, helping your customers Absolutely. get to know you.
1: Massively. So that was the main reason I used it. I mean, I, I often said I had loads of interesting conversations with people all day, every day, that actually lots of other people in my market would be interested in. So I'd say about 50% of my calls was telling other people or conversations I'd had with other people that I thought they'd be interested in. So it became about time-saving at first. It was like, well, I should really record these as a podcast. And then people were enjoying coming on the show and saying, oh, it's great. I mean, I got to know you better. I got to know more about you. Even people that I work with sort of at the time were like, I got to see a different side of your personality and I like that. Um, And and it kind of grew from there. So as a personal branding tool, I highly recommend it mostly because I'm too lazy to write a blog. Um, I don't like written content. I get bored. I'm the guy that has like five lines on a word document and it lives there for the next six weeks and doesn't get touched again. Um, Whereas a podcast I'll jump on and do that stuff all day every day. We got three arranged today. So um, I
3: mean, one one of the, one of the things to remember as well with audio is it's the oldest form of communication. It existed a long time before writing did. So um, I think that that's why podcasts have been really popular. And I think that's why they continue to sort of grow because it's something that people really resonate with, and it's kind of like a natural way to communicate with people. Yeah, okay, you can write blog posts, but again, it, I think again, different people prefer different modes of communication. The benefit to podcasts versus videos, you can digest them very pass passively. So you don't have to be you know sat watching the video. You can listen to it in the background. A uh, podcast is 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 perfect for that. You know, you can do it, listen to it while you're doing other activities. So of course people listen to in the car while they're driving to work or on public transport or while they're having a run or in the gym or doing the cooking or whatever it might be well
1: i'll give you all a bit of a confession i grew up in a house full of uh full of book nerds i suppose bookworms they all loved the good read uh, and i didn't i never read anything i mean they, i remember being bought all the harry potter books as a child trying to inspire me to read and i was not interested in reading if it didn't have a ball or it wasn't fast-paced i wasn't interested um but what was been really interesting is now as an adult, I probably read two books a week via audiobook. So I love audiobooks. I love listening to business audiobooks. I will listen to them in bed while we're driving. While I'm, sh- I do it in the supermarket, headphones on, walking around listening to to some business book, and I I absolutely love that. It's on my phone, so I can pause it. I could go to notes and write some notes, and I'm much more likely to look at them than I am some piece of paper in my house somewhere. And actually, the fact that people have now started to take more and more on. So I use Audible, which is part of Amazon. Um, there's loads out, plug. there, but I highly recommend it. Yeah, plug. Yeah, Amazon. You want to give me some free stuff, Jeff? I'll send you my address. No problem. Or just some money, you know,
2: James. You know. So are you saying that? That I mean, I'm a layman's guy. You know. So podcasts has moved away from. Um, where it's just a person's opinion piece, where an opinion is heard regarding something and where it's now become something more? I mean, you know, what, what is the more there? Well, I think, you know,
3: podcasts, I think gone are the days, right, when podcasts are two blokes down the pub having a laugh and it's kind of very lo-fi. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's fine. There's still some podcasts like that. And, you know, if you look at Joe Rogan, which is probably the biggest podcast out there, impressive. everyone knows that. That's very conversational you know the, the the quality of the audio and everything is still very good that's one thing we always recommend if you're a business uh, and you're looking at doing podcasting as a tool for marketing um, or customer relations you know try and at least get a good quality audio if you record a podcast on your built-in laptop microphone or if you record a podcast on your you know your iPhone speaker it's net or iPhone microphone rather it's never going to sound as good but if you spend you know, a small amount of money investing in a decent quality um USB microphone you know you can pick them up for fifty dollars something like that yeah. um, and you know it will it will give you ten times better quality and it makes the content a lot more listenable and you won't your listeners not going to fatigue as much, so I think yeah. you know the opinion thing still is fine and there are still plenty of podcasts which are just people messing around having a laugh at the mates. but I think as a business you've got to be a bit clever because you've got to figure out a way that you're going to stand out from the crowd yeah. ultimately okay. um you know I think providing education providing insights and interviewing people is a great way of doing that you know a, a quick way of doing that as well because you can go and find five experts on different topics who are really engaging That's also it's a great networking tool because you're speaking to people yeah. on top of their game
4: yeah
1: yeah i mean i i'm a big believer in following my gut i've always followed my gut and my heart in business much more than i follow my head i'd probably be much richer if i'd followed my head um but the reason i say that is when you get to meet people you have a reaction with them don't you I mean people call it gut reaction you either like someone or you don't you want to get a first chance to make a first impression and some people you resonate with and some people you don't and that's absolutely fine because it takes all sorts to make a world but you're absolutely right podcasting in this form of networking is great i get a podcast with people and think that guy's awesome he's amazing at what he does i've really enjoyed that my listeners are going to enjoy that but they're kind of annoying so i probably won't see them that much and then i speak to other people and i think actually whatever it is I can do to get involved in that project with that person, I'm going to do it because I can see their going places. I can see what I bring to the table and that excites me. Philip,
2: Are you trying to tell me that, uh, sorry, Phil, so you trying to tell me that uh, I irritate you by any chance. I'm just, I'm just
1: checking. No, no, not you. You don't irritate me. You're still here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So no, you're absolutely safe. Look, so after the break, we're going to have a a good zoom in. We're going to have a look at how this can apply to businesses. So we've talked about, um, you know, what's out there and the fact that podcasting is growing. So if you're sat there now thinking, okay, this is great, but how do we get started? Stick around and find out after the break.
0: This is Billionaires in Boxes, empowering 1 billion entrepreneurs, one podcast at a time.
4: Alrighty, Hi, everyone. This is Bertine Crevacore, West of Westbridge Solutions. I have had such a wonderful time with Phil and Justin on Billionaires and Boxers. Love the experience. Please make sure to follow them. Tune into their show. It is a blast. It's educational. It's informative. And it's necessary. Thanks so much for having me on the show, guys.
0: You are listening to Billionaires in Boxers, introducing the best of the world to Africa and the of Africa to
1: the world hello and welcome back to billionaires in boxes so let's get straight down to it we're gonna have a good zoom in session now and we're gonna have a look at how we actually do this so what is the opportunity out there for businesses what businesses are doing it well that we can kind of take some inspiration from and go and take a look and uh, learn from other people's lessons I suppose that's a great way to start I'm a, I'm a big believer in not reinventing the wheel Yeah, Uh, James, I mean, listen, with your platform, I mean, I've had a good look on there already and I've been impressed by by plenty of the names. So, I mean, I suspect you've got more than a few good news stories in terms of people who are enjoying some success from their podcast.
3: Yeah, there's a couple of case studies I wanted to talk about today. Um, First is one of our clients and the first is one of the biggest companies in the world. Um, So firstly, I want to talk about um, Samsung, particularly a division of Samsung called Samsung Next, which is really focused in on the startup world how technology is helping people progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been working with Samsung now for around about a year. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the uh, things that they did with us last uh, last fall, around November time, I think it was. Uh, there's a big technology conference in Helsinki called Slush, and uh, you yeah. know it's, it's it's absolutely massive. Samsung wanted to see how they could build in a brand activation into their stand, you know, on the conference ex- you know exhibitional floor. Uh, so we suggested actually building a podcast studio right into the stand. That's clever. You know, it, it's number one, right? There's so many interesting people. So they can easily get conference speakers as they're coming off stage, you know, come into the studio, let's record a little half an hour session with you. So there's yeah. you know, a huge availability of really interesting in people to interview. Secondly, um, we had a row of headphones just outside the glass so people could actually listen to the podcast as they were being recorded in real time. So immediately it's pulling people onto the stand and it's a, strong a yeah and and, and it's just such a fantastic experience to be a part of. Um, we also help them record at another conference as well in Berlin called t o a So this is a way of using podcasting, not only for the end result, you know you're not just using it as a tool to say, "Okay, you can listen to this. Here's who we spoke to at t o a or here's who we spoke to at slush Festival, but you know actually getting people involved and getting people engaged whilst they're actually on the stand. And you know immediately that's something that no one else around you has. You, you know everyone in the exhibition has got the standard thing where they're handing out flyers or giving out pens. Well, why not actually get people involved and have a podcast studio right on your stand? I think it was a really exciting, uh, you know, thing to do.
1: That sounds like an awesome thing to do. So, so what, why, where did the podcast grow from there then?
3: Uh, so, well, I mean, obviously Samsung, you know, they've got huge reach it's easy for them to, to get traction. Um, um, But I think the main thing they were focusing on is speaking to really interesting guests.
4: Which is a uh, perfect People who are
3: work. kind of, yeah, futurists and have got expertise in the technology sector to, to try and provide as much value as they can to their audience.
1: Yeah. I absolutely love that. They should also, if they haven't already, I suspect they will have done, but they should also get involved with the media passes directly for the events as well as kind of get in the draw. Because I remember when I've spoken to those kind of events, there's always a media list that you get given of places that you have to be at certain times to do certain interviews with television and different places. So if you get that podcast put onto that route, then all of the keynote speakers will also be coming over and spending a period of time as well.
3: Yeah, I suspect that that's exactly what they did, to be honest. Um, as I say, we were there to kind of facilitate the process. We helped them you know, with the, the consultation in terms of how they actually would do it logistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then obviously we edited all the podcasts up. So we kind of provided an end-to-end solution for them um, but in terms of the actual guests, that was that kind of come, was came from their team. So well, maybe
1: that's you know, some advice for our listeners then, any and our viewers. You know, you'd be surprised actually. You know how many places you can actually pick up a press pass with a podcast and things like that, because everybody's looking for exposure. Everybody's looking for for credibility. In fact, you know, w- w- uh, whilst James is talking about exhibitions and things, exhibitions are a great example because they have to sell tickets to the exhibition. So they're desperate for you to be keen on the people who are there and on their events. So if you contact those people directly, you're likely to get a list of speakers, a list of exhibitors. Um, you know, you'll know, you be given access to somebody there who's trying to help sell the, the event as well. And before you know it, you've got 10, 12 episodes of fantastic content that's very relevant about an exhibition that's coming up soon that you can now attend.
3: Yeah, and I'd also add to that. You know, if you're working in a very specific industry and you're going to really relevant trade shows that are unique to that industry, no one else is going to be doing this because it's still kind of a new thing. So you'd be really at the cutting edge if you could say to the trade show, "Look, I've got a podcast all about X. You know, whatever is relevant to, to that trade show. You know, they'll be they'll be more than happy to let you in and, and hook you up with speaking to some really interesting people. And ultimately, as well, it gives you great exposure on the trade floor too.
1: Well, I know somebody who owns a content writing business, a ghost writing service, and they're quite niche within a certain market. And they were just kind of one of many, I suppose. I mean, how many people do that job? Um, And they were trying to win work and they'd been at exec level, but that kind of reputation was only taking them so far. And then they realized that actually the obstacle wasn't around their services. The obstacle was around businesses in that sector, not seeing the importance of content. So what they did was they set up a TV studio out of their sort of large area at the back of their house um, and started inviting guest speakers on from different parts of the industry and became wow. known as the go-to person for content because they, they get it. I mean, everybody's aspiring to be at their level. Like if you talk to anybody in that space about content, that name will come up in the first 10 seconds or, you know, I want to be more like such and such a person, creating stuff like such and such a person. Now I even hear things like, "Oh, I was on their show; it was fantastic," and that's almost like a sign of credibility. Mm. <laughs> so it's not it's not difficult to do that if you know what you're talking about, and and and, and it is a fantastic tool to to be able to, I don't know, to open up the door and open up the world, I guess.
3: Yeah. The uh, the second case study I wanted to sort of talk about. Mm. Like, it's not one of our clients, but it's definitely. One of the biggest brands in the world, which is McDonald's. Um, and this is an example from last year. And they did a really clever, I felt, sort of viral marketing campaign, guerrilla marketing. You know, it's one of these things that was just they got it right. Um, and I think it was great example of branding and how you can just use podcasts to kind of explode a brand and get people all aware of this. So obviously there's been a lot of podcasts around sort of the area of sort of invest- investigative research, true crime, these kind of genres. Um So, you know, cereal being the the, the sort of the the foremost one that everyone talks about. So what McDonald's did is they put together, it was only three-part series. So they didn't spend, you know, a a lot of time in terms of what the consumer had to listen to doing this. However, what they did do was they went after a really good production company who put something together which just sounded incredible. And it was themed like cereal. So their music and everything and the the way it was done, it was almost like it was a really serious investigation. And it was called The Source. And it was uh, the actual yeah. topic, of it was kind of relatively s- silly. So they had this uh, Szechuan sauce, Szechuan sauce, Can I, am I saying that right? Like yeah. a spicy sauce, which they had with uh, McNug- McNuggets. Yeah. And basically this kind of documentary about why that there was this such demand for this sauce and they didn't make enough of it and something like this. And I, I, to be honest, with you, I haven't actually listened to it myself, uh, but yeah. I thought as a, as a kind of a marketing exercise, I think this was just brilliant. Everyone was talking about it. Um, yeah. As I say, it was kind of just like a, a mockumentary almost, um, you know, but but it exploded, took off, really, really did very well. And, you know, of course, McDonald's is McDonald's, so of course, everyone was talking about it. But, you know, I think mm. leveraging this kind of creativity could still be implemented into any small business. You know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a big global brand like McDonald's.
1: Well, Justin, obviously over in Africa, there's far more people now starting to sign up for podcasts um i think it's probably a lot to do with the connectivity now being able to kind of facilitate that um i mean james we mentioned the other day didn't we that you've had a number of signups from africa over the last sort of six to twelve months as well sort of a a big spike increase uh from the area so justin how do you think that african businesses in particular can kind of go about embracing the podcast culture because i have to be honest i love a lot of the african vibe and i think if you could translate that to podcasts i mean they would be world Mm beaten
2: yeah look um it's uh, you remember uh, we, in africa we we're very tactile we're very pragmatic um you know so you need to you need to bring that across in in the way that you speak and the way that you engage with people um you know the podcast even in my mind i mean i i know i've 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 had podcasts uh, and i've I've listened to podcasts and stuff like that but it's not a part of our it's not not as much a part of our uh, world as much as it is as it is maybe globally you know um you know but however yeah it will be you know and that's and that's the thing there's different you know in in coaching in business coaching we we always speak about communication styles you know there's different types of communication styles and and james you, you tell me if i'm wrong here but in my view is there's the segments of the world that are interested in specific media. So, uh, so for instance, I, I didn't even sign up to Twitter until Philip made me. Sorry, Phil. I keep on saying for, because I'm reading your <laughs> name over there. You just change your name to Phil. Okay. Um, so, so I uh, I I, so I didn't even sign up to Twitter until Phil told me to. Um, and I know about it. Everyone uses it around me, but I just don't care for it um and and you know so, sorry to have a uh, bad plug um but like an but you know so so yeah anti-plug so so each each different segment has a different way to engage you know so i'm assuming the the podcast world is exactly that it's another engagement tool and you have a very specific uh demographic that that's interested in the, you know and that they engaged by that you know so you know can you, can you tell a bit more about that demographic and how true how james people, do you
1: do, you, do you, you know, it was, well it's an interesting question is that true is there a demographic of people that listen to podcasts or or what 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 are the sort of i'm putting you on the spot here buddy yeah. what are the stats then, look mean, like? Um, man, that's the way i see it you know
2: is it, is it yeah. yeah
3: okay well some, some quick quick stats you know i'd say 50-50 male and female split so it's not uh demo, the demographic is kind of evenly split between male and female that's that's number one which i just have off the top of my head cool. step number two is the majority of the audience is still quite young between 20 and 35 that's the sort of biggest uh market share Um uh, the the next thing to say is um that a lot of podcast listeners have high disposable incomes bear in mind most of these statistics are pulled from uh surveys which have been done in the usa uh, just to kind of put it out there, so obviously it will vary slightly different uh, depending on country to country. Um, but I would would say that you know when they, the, the the market certainly here in the UK and also in the USA, the difference between say five years ago is most people now have an understanding of what a podcast actually is, right? If you went up to someone in the street five years ago and said, "What's a podcast?" you know you might get maybe like four out of ten people who so, say, oh, "I know what a podcast is. I listen to podcasts." Now it's more going to be like seven or eight out of 10 people who say, yeah, I listen to podcasts. So I think, or, or at least have an understanding of what a podcast is. So not everyone's always engaging with them, but again, some people have never listen to them. You know, the huge amount of celebrities joining uh, the bandwagon and sort of jumping on with doing podcasts that's opening up to a wider audience who perhaps weren't exposed to listening to them, their favorite celebrities are doing a podcast. Suddenly they start listening to that and it allows them then to discover other podcasts that, Maybe aren't done by celebrities that are of topics that are interested them. In. So I think that's helping drive consumption as well, and, and opening opening up to a wider audience because you know, ultimately some people will literally obsess over a certain celebrity or a certain TV show or a certain type of sport or whatever it might be. So yes, it's another media, but I think um, having it as uh, just looking at it as another channel to communicate. So if you're a business, back in the year two thousands, you know some businesses had websites, some didn't.
4: Fast forward to 10 years
3: to 2010, you wouldn't start a business without um, having a website. You know, it's the same with social media in 2010. Some uh, companies had social media accounts, some didn't. Now in 2020, you wouldn't really have a business without a social media account. So I think podcasts are probably going through this process. Whereas in five, 10 years' time, it's going to be something that's just seen as part of the marketing mix for most companies.
1: And that's why I think a lot of companies should get in on it now because, you know, it's already growing. But the way I see it is you can. There's a bit in the middle of between being a pioneer and being late um, yeah. and it's kind of being quite intelligent actually so you've done the research you've let other people make the mistakes you've seen what doesn't work you see what does work you find the platforms that are still around a few years later doing their thing good reviews um, I mean how many I mean I've personally been on two podcast hosts since I started podcasting seven or eight years ago that no longer exist um, and I had to move all of my content somewhere else it was a nightmare um to do that twice you know so you you want to make sure that when you're working with people you're you're linking with the right kind of businesses you're linking with the right kind of audiences but you're also putting out the content that's going to be relevant but you don't miss the boat because the last thing you should do is wait for your competitor to do it because if you're yeah, completely it, so are they yeah
3: totally uh, and, and and as well you know you, you do it before your competitor and immediately you know it puts you ahead and it's it's going to make you look good to the consumer base. Yes, not all of your customers are going to be listening, but some will, and some may choose you because they're seeing that you're doing that. And if you could use it to deliver you know, educational content um, and deliver real value to your clients that your competitors aren't doing, it's just another way of doing it. Another way you know, of instilling value to, to kind of customer base or potential customers.
1: I absolutely love that. Look, after the break, we were, we're going to discuss how we get into this. So we're going to do our brainstorming session. As you know, this is my favorite part of the show, so stick around.
0: You're listening to Billionaires in Boxes, Africa's number one entrepreneur broadcasting network. Hey everyone, I'm Dr. Marina Bruni and I just wanted to tell you about this incredible show run by Billionaires in Boxes. I mean, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't watched it, if you haven't heard of it, if you haven't listened to it, you have to go. It's amazing. They do a lot of great, incredible events and they have fantastic a fantastic guest all the time. So go watch it. Join the Billionaires in Boxes Facebook group for executive offers, freebies, and even more value add.
1: Welcome back and let's get straight into brainstorming. So James is still with us. We've been discussing podcasting and how it can be beneficial for your business. Guys, let's, uh, let's pick an example. We're a service-based business. Um, we are uh, not particularly something sexy, maybe law or accountancy or something along those fields. We want to. Guess, Why do we keep
2: on saying law and accountancy when we say non-sexy? We're going to start... They're not sexy.
1: They're not sexy. How about... How about, how about uh, listen, I work in recruitment. Recruitment's not sexy. I don't mind saying that either. So fine, let's do recruitment. Fine, let's do recruitment. Recruitment's a service business. Let's, let's do recruitment. I have a recruitment agency, loads of experience, good consultants, work with a handful of decent clients, need to grow my client list, there's so much competition out there. There's about a 1,000 companies in every city that do what I do. Yeah. How can I use a podcast to get myself out there? Where do I start?
3: This is a nice, easy one because there are already loads of recruiter recruitment companies uh, who have kind of figured out a system for this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, my opinion on this straight straight off the bat is if you're a recruiter – And you want to, you know, your cold calling companies, you're trying to get through to the MD or the person responsible for hiring. Maybe it's a CTO or CMO for that department. You know, generally speaking, you'll get through to the gatekeeper, who might be a receptionist or whatever. The answer is going to be no, or your emails are going to go unanswered straight away. Though, if you say instead of, you know, would you know, I'm a recruiter and I want to speak to them. Well, I've got this podcast where we're shining the light on local businesses, people who are doing interesting things in their area was your MD mind appearing on a podcast? I've got some questions for him. And I think, you know, he can really help share what you've done with your business, yep. with the world. You know, immediately, therefore, you, you, immediately you're kind of breaking down those barriers uh, with the gatekeeper. Um, you get through to that person. You do a genuine interview, you know, you don't just use it as like a hardcore sort of sneaky way to sell to people.
1: Yeah, but, you know, have a you know, podcast.
3: <laughs> you, you record. You record the podcast with that person can find about all about them you can find out you know it's the best market research about that person you really learn the ins and outs of their business as a recruiter um and you know ultimately after that you've got the direct email address you might have the phone number and you kind of get to know them you've got that rapport that you can build throughout having that conversation that's really valuable like straight away that's a, a great tool to use uh mm-hmm. interestingly the first where i actually found out about this was because i had a recruitment company uh, who who did a podcast interview me on their podcast, and oh, I thought yeah. I, immediately I kind of like, hang on, what why are they doing this? And then immediately I thought, this is actually just a part of the sales process. Um, and I,
0: I
1: know well, I know I'm smiling because I've done that in my own business. Um, and it, <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> that's why he's loving because I'm smiling my head up like he's literally describing my business model. Uh, but seriously though, because. Um, you know, we've been in, in podcasting for a number of years now, and obviously that's now grown into the TV show, which I'm really excited about. Um, but there's a great example already. I mean, I don't like to blow my own trumpet, but this was a podcast that started off being, you know, done from our literally our phones and our headphones, yeah, and now true. we're on a satellite TV network broadcasting globally online. Go to the YouTube channel, check out the other content. Um, well, I'm still on the phone though, yeah, <laughs> he's still on the phone. Um, so we can get back in the studio, but. <clears throat> but this is what i mean it's it, it's look at how that's grown that's insane and it's done so much for us but and, and i i cannot stress highly enough how much that works what you've just said you know yeah. you speak to a, a a receptionist and you say hi i want to talk to you about recruitment and they go yeah. no um i'll take yeah, an email yeah. uh, i mean and i'll tell you what i worked internally for a long time so i was um I was recruitment manager then recruitment director then the board and all this kind of stuff and i worked it out once that this one accountancy firm in particular that i worked for i used to get nine recruitment calls a day on average yeah nine like half the time i wasn't even advertising roles i was just getting calls because i was the recruiter i mean hi uh, we're unique we do everything very differently to everybody else um we yeah. are no, you're not. You're exactly the same as everybody Same, same, else. but different. Yeah, same, same, but different. And it used <laughs> to bug me a lot. And, it, and this was awful because the calls used to drive me crazy. So I used to get on the phone, give you a bit of an insight here. I used to get on the phone and they'd start waffling. And I'd say, okay, look, I said, can you do me a favor? I said, yes. Yeah. Can you just go and look at my LinkedIn profile for a second? And then they'd go. And I'd say, okay, so there's like 10 years of agency and then another eight years of client side. What is it you think you can do that I haven't already tried? And if they could give me a solution, they come on the PSL. If I go, that's really clever. I've not heard of that. Let's do that. They'll come on the PSL. If they just start waffling about job boards and their databases and the usual, I say, no, thanks, man. I'm good. I've got it. Because if you can't add value, then somebody's not going to do business with you. And a lot of those cold calls forget the value. They think that the value is them finding somebody for you. But there's 10 million other people that can do that for me.
3: Yeah. It's about building relationships. And interestingly, the one of the first examples you gave, you know, if you're doing a service-based business, let's say you're a lawyer, you know, or a solicitor, um, and it's funny you mentioned that as well because we actually have two clients who are law firms. Okay, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, immediately you think, oh, it's boring because you know, what could be interesting about the le- legal stuff, right? Yeah. There's there's two points to make here. Number one, by their very jobs and by their very nature lawyers or solicitors are bloody brilliant speakers so they they you know you don't have to train them to be on a podcast because that's what they do for their job they speak in court right so straight away they're engaging to listen to They're well-spoken eloquent the other reason uh the other thing to do is is, is just think about uh, what they're actually doing so so one of the uh the the podcasts that we produce is specifically they, they have um they're barristers chambers they produce podcasts. Uh, sorry, they produce podcasts. Uh, they, they work on, on cases specifically about n- 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 medical negligence, right? Okay. So once cases... So they've got have passed,
1: some cracking stories.
3: Yeah, exactly. So once cases have passed through court, and obviously they can speak about them, they then sort of do a deep dive on, on the, the case, you know, why it was successful or why it failed or, or whatever it might be, and kind of just do an analysis on it. So it, like it's, a it, it, it's building credibility for what they do um, it's, it's giving them reputation in the industry because obviously then they get other uh, lawyers or other barristers listening to this stuff to sort of, you know, learn from it and en- engage with it. So, you know, kind of double-edged sword there, you know, they, they, they're sort of killing, killing two, two, two birds with one It's nice, easy because,
1: sale as well at that point because when you're talking, yeah. well, when you're talking with people who are potentially looking at multiple options and multiple law firms to be able to say, well, we will have the number one podcast that they listen to to learn what we're doing,
3: yeah ahead and, of everybody and, else, and, and it? as well it, you know just demonstrates knowledge it's showing it's, it's, of course. it's not just because obviously by default you know clients don't know what happened in court like, they don't know about that case so it's a way of saying look look here's why we're really really good at what, what we do and, and actually just demonstrating the, the credibility and ability of, the, of their of their business so i think that's a really really interesting case study but you know you're right by default you think well how could you make something interesting uh, for, for, for a team of lawyers? It wouldn't be wouldn't be a good podcast at all, but actually it's great content. They, they're good at presenting. So.
1: I've also seen a lot of success from podcasts with people who, who are in those kind of areas, for example, that have just kind of almost gone the other way and they've decided to use the podcast as personal branding and showing the people behind the brand. Um, because the brand might be, you know, I, I was, I'll give you an example. There was a, a company that we're dealing with flooring. So they are the, the UK's largest manufacturer of, of commercial flooring material, right? So these kind of big thick set concretes and all that kind of stuff. Like how'd you make concrete sexy, right? Um, and everyone knows this brand. It's a good brand builders buy it stocked in, you know, in all the distribution places. Everyone knows who this brand is uh layman can pick it up from b and q that kind of stuff how do they get people interested so what they did was they launched a podcast that was all just the really fun people that work in the office just talking about what they do and funny stories and do you remember that time i got a call at four in the morning because they delivered a million tubs to the wrong country and just funny stuff like listening to them go through the normal behind the scenes like if this was a a works dinner party and everyone was having a few drinks and sharing funny stories from the office like that's what this is, and business went through the roof. And they actually started interviewing um, other people from the industry who are also experts at what they do, with the sole intention of reciprocal marketing. They've got those eyes, I've got these eyes. We could sell to each other's audience, and there's no crossover. Let's do an interview.
3: That, I mean, again, that, you just you just hit hit the nail on the head there, quite literally, because it's building stuff. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but then, you know, but like uh, I think you're right in that you get featured on someone else's podcast uh you'll push it to your network as well so it, that's why it's a powerful marketing tool because you know especially if you're just doing interview after interview after interview you're you're, you're opening yourselves up you're, yourself up to to their and to, to every guest you have on your podcast their network as well so um quite often, as you say pick people who are going to be complementary to your
2: business James, would you say you know? I, I'm I'm just I I'm, I'm the 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 guy trying to get, just get my head wrapped around all this. So, would you say that uh, a podcast is is an ongoing story that almost that just keeps going, or is it a series of of information that gets to an end? Uh, you know, because I'm just thinking small, uh, small business trying to get out there, trying to put their podcast together. And the question they have to ask themselves is content. You know, what are we going to talk about next week? You know, are we going to, you know, I understand that's about being smartful, like you said, you know, the guys, they didn't just sell their product. They connected with people in a different way. And I understand that. But now uh, for the small business, you know, they, they might find this very interesting. But the questions we have to ask ourselves is, am I going to have enough content? For how long am I going to have content? Um, you know, how do I maintain my reputability uh Whilst whilst creating that that content, you know, so it doesn't become just watered down stuff, uh, that it actually becomes stuff of value, you know. Or does it have an end? You know, is there a lifespan of a of a of a of a podcast? You know, does does that make sense?
3: Absolutely. Um, I think what I'd say is because it, it was interesting when I came to do my own podcast, which is called Create Reach Inspire, which is more of a personal branding thing, right? Um, I I'm very busy. You know, I run two different companies. So I don't have the time to literally record a podcast every week all year long. So really, the, the the best way of approaching that, if you're in that situation, is be realistic about what time commitment you can you can allocate to doing this. Plan it, record that series in advance. So you might say you want to commit to doing six or eight episodes, um, and either just tell a story through that series, or you know have each episode on a different topic. But think about the content that you want to give to your to your clients or p- prospects. And, you know, just try and try break it down, try and plan it, but don't, you know, don't make it up as you're going along. But I don't think there's any harm in just committing to the same, doing a series and then maybe doing another series in six months time or the following year.
4: Yeah. Uh, or
3: if you decide you really like it or it, it's, it's going really well. Yeah, sure. Of course, you can record new episodes every single month. But, you know, not all of us have got the time to, to commit to doing that. So I don't think there's, you know, but then, a bit, then again, other people are very much just like they go full in and they do a new episode, a new episode every week. Uh but you know, again it just it's just down to the individual. But as I mentioned with that McDonald's case studies, that was that was only three episodes. They only did three parts in that series. Um and it had a huge amount of traction and up upkeep uh uptake rather. So yeah. um, you know, I think again you can look at them as a podcast as evergreen content. Also think about um kind of going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but think about repurposing it. So when you record episodes, love it. Yeah, turn them into blog posts, take video content from them. Uh, you know, quotes for social media. So it doesn't just have to be that audio. You can use them across channels as well.
1: Well, let's use this as an example. Well, let's tell you what we do. So we're recording this now. Um, we are having a conversation via Cisco WebEx. Uh, we're all individually recording our audio because it's been lagging because so many people have been using it. Uh, and uh, James and I are both recording on separate cameras as well. So you'll be seeing us looking different places there's yeah, one camera, well, out there's hopefully.
3: camera. Um, slightly above the laptop so hopefully exactly. so um, we've,
1: we've done it in way. a clever way this clip will then obviously go out on the show so this is going on on Billionaires in Boxes you can find the full video at Billionaires in Boxes TV on YouTube uh, and on Live TV you will find us with the audio stripped for podcasts and then this and the podcast clips will then also be broken up into two or three minute clips that will be repurposed for marketing across social media and what will happen is every time we share one of those, James will get tagged in it. He will share it with his audience. I'll share it with my audience. And we've both just grown our networks. And it's as simple as that. That 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 is podcasting in a nutshell. But the two pieces of advice I would definitely give you is when, you, when you've done having a listen to what other people are doing and you've planned, as James has said, let's say the first five episodes, okay? Go. Like start. Don't have it as one of those things that sits in a drawer and you wait for it. Because I promise you, Momentum is fantastic. Once you get going and you've recorded a few, you'll enjoy it. Right. The second thing I'd say is don't give up too soon. Because too many people I've seen that do a handful of episodes, wonder why they're only getting a handful of listens. Well, nobody knows who you are. Nobody's marketed this. You know, you need to push it out. My my podcast went from 50 to 60 listeners to a couple of hundred listeners to a couple of thousand listeners to ten thousand plus listeners. And now it's a TV show. Um but I probably did 10 hours worth of content that a hundred people probably heard.
3: Yeah. And, and, you know, again, consistency is really important. I think, uh, you know, release your podcast episodes, even if you have recorded them in advance, according to a schedule, Mm -hmm. your listeners know what that schedule is going to be. So if you release a new episode on Friday at lunchtime, say we're releasing a new episode of Friday, every lunchtime. Uh, so people can kind of build it into their schedule. And it's the same with YouTube as well, but um, you know people will sometimes allocate time to listen to something if they're really engaged with they'll say right well i know on friday that that comes out so i'm going to listen to it on friday on my drive home from work i've
1: got one with a reaction show and i didn't think i'd like these things i actually got on some because my six-year-old daughter really likes them it's it's is videos on YouTube of other people watching videos on YouTube reacting to them.
4: Box, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like kind of like goggle box for the, for the for YouTube. Oh my God. Um, but there's a there's an American guy, really funny American guy, loud, larger than life. I love his character, uh, Devon Da Vinci. I will give him a tag in this. I'll give him a plug actually. Go and check him out. I'll put his name underneath, and you can go and see him there. He does these really clever reaction videos. Um, but the, he's reacting to the in Inbetweeners, and I love the Inbetweeners. I love all three seasons. I love both movies. Um, Justin's looking confused. I'll send you a link to the in-between. It's, it's amazing. It's a comedy series here from the UK um, about these teenage boys, four of them growing up. And it's just kind of like, I think most people in the UK can relate to the in-between. Is if, you, if you grew up here, you kind of see a lot of yourself in it. Um, you know, buying bottles of cider and getting drunk on the park and trying to hit on girls and making a complete mess of it. And all that kind of crazy stuff. Um, that sounds like a very unfortunate experience <laughs> welcome to life in the uk um james uh, just a
2: just a question i might be jumping the gun here i'm not sure but is there a, a place where uh, you know my clients who aren't uh, they're not podcasters they haven't they haven't they they hear cuz they now hear saying for the first time guys this is this is a opportunity and obviously is there a place where they can go and learn and grow and, and you know, a safe place where you know without they don't have to reinvent the wheel themselves, where there's people that can actually guide them, you know. Is that is that yeah, where I mean, that's like what you've podcast. created? Yeah, <laughs> we can, well, two two things here. So firstly, if you go on podcast dot um, we've got three
3: content channels which uh called Create, Reach and Inspire, uh, which is where the name of my podcast kind of came from. Uh all about, you know, how you can create podcasts, how you can inspire others to doing your podcast and also um you know how, how you can actually grow it and use it as a marketing tool and get more listeners the second thing as well if you're just getting started and you want just a quick start free little mini video course which i put together uh, last year called the crash course so if you go to podcast.co slash crash course completely free to sign up uh thing is like a three or four different part video series uh, basically taking you through the steps to get started in kind of like a little quick start guide
1: I absolutely love that. James, I, 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 I'm brilliant. glad it worked as a plug as well. Look, we're going to head to a break, but as soon as we come back, we'll, uh, we'll finish our discussion with James and, and point in the right direction of where you can get in touch. Speak soon.
0: You're listening to Billionaires in Boxes, Africa's number one entrepreneur broadcasting network.
4: And um, maybe I'll put in the little plug here. With these two fine gentlemen here, we're going to be doing some events. And if you want to be involved in being some of these top achievers, like nothing will grow your business faster than having those connections. Um, reach out to these guys and, and get on their list so that when these things happen, you can pull the trigger and you can be there before all the tickets are gone. Right. You, you, what do we say that proximity equals power? And so even with these top achievers, one of my uh, friends speaking back now to this idea of investment, he said that oftentimes when the general public knows about an idea, All the money's gone out of it. Like the big money is gone; it's already been made. Those that were close proximity that found out about it at the beginning, they've already made their money. When it comes to the public, yeah, there's a little bit of scraps that are there, but all the big money's already gone. So get close to these gentlemen, so you can be close, power and proximity. You want to be right up against it, and and that's the other thing too. Is if if you're among the first, that I always say yes. So for example, when I heard that Oprah Winfrey was going to be at this event, I said yes, and I was one of the first ones. You know what's interesting? Since that time, that friend that made that introduction always reaches out to me first because he knows I'll buy a ticket right away.
0: You are listening to Billionaires in Boxes, introducing the best of the world to Africa and the best of Africa to the world.
1: Hello, and welcome back to the final part of Billionaires in Boxes, James. I've really enjoyed this, mate. This has been loads of fun. fantastic. Yeah. you're gonna have to come back on, pal. I think uh, we, we could we could have realistically done a series of uh, of mini episodes about about this this very subject
2: james i've kind of held back a bit uh you can ask phil uh i'm, I'm slightly more boisterous generally and you know, i because i didn't want to you know so i'm hoping that you would come back again you know so the next time i not <laughs> trying to scare you off i don't want to scare you off the yeah. first time you know I'm just... so he's he's told. kind of,
1: he usually has dad jokes today he's been kind of like asking dad questions like is <laughs> this dvd well, still no, fit in this this <laughs>
2: Someone <laughs> has to ask the dad questions, you
4: know?
1: That's why the dad oh, is on the it, show. Mate. I love it, well, and I, I, I Well, the reason I really yeah, like real, the
4: question-
1: real, real things, yeah. <laughs> well, we got, we got that's what I'm saying. I'm joking, but, you know, th- th- I'm being genuine <laughs> at the same time because the reason I like the fact that you're asking those questions is a lot of our audience will be sitting and watching this going, this sounds awesome, but I still haven't got a Scooby where to start. So hopefully now exactly. that is fixed. You go away and you yeah. look around the world at other people that are doing it and listen to their kind of structure. Sort of have a bit of a think about the first sort of five or six episodes you'd like to create and then get yourself over to radio.co, watch those uh, training instructions, watch those videos on the crash course. Okay. There. Uh, podcast.co. Sorry, buddy. Um, wrong blog. What did I say? Blog.
3: Radio, radio.co, which is fine, but
1: it's just. <laughs> it's the other one. That- he owns that, that too. One, yeah, he owns that too. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay, that's fine. Sheesh. okay. I'm just plugging his other business as well. So, <laughs> um, and, and definitely, 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 once you've done that and you're a little bit further down the line and you're ready to go, make your way over to matchmaker.fm. Uh, like I said earlier, I will tell you which guests come on the show came from matchmaker, but there's going to be a good few. Um, there's some real key experts on there. Everybody's also okay. looking. Say again
3: yeah, as well one thing i would say if you're not ready to start your own podcast just yet yes. being a guest on other people's podcasts is a great way to get some experience and get a feel for how it's done and, and you can like model your podcast on the questions that they're asking you as well so if, if you're not re- if you don't have your own podcast you can still just register as a guest at matchmaker.fm and start sh- uh, sort of sharing your knowledge and sharing your skill set with with others and, and, and apply to be on other people's shows so it's a great way of getting experience and getting a foot in the door
2: sorry Jack, I just I just got to ask this question, okay? With a name like Matchmaker.co, or .f, sorry, what is it? FM. Right? Yeah. FM, okay. So sorry, let's... I'm the dad guy in this scenario. Anyway, so so I'm with a name like thing. that, yes. <laughs> Do you remember that internet thing? <laughs> yes. Is it not working? Damn it. Okay. So try again. Let's try again. So James, with a name like that, okay. <laughs> um have you had any interesting stories you got to have something matchmaker only, come
3: on well i mean we've only launched for two, two months ago right and i i don't read everyone's messages obviously uh but we do bill it as the tinder for podcasters right oh no because it's nice oh, easy we to relate
2: to there you go uh, and actually, like for tinder
3: if, interestingly when we first designed it we actually have got a, we haven't built this yet we have got like a tinder style ui where you can swipe through guests, second oh,
4: not. This what is going to get mean? brutal.
3: So the design is there, but as I say, yet we've yet to build it. But then we, we were talking about doing it as an app, like as a code, kind of more like a viral marketing campaign.
1: Yeah, yeah I love it.
3: So yeah, Tinder for podcasters. That's matchmaker.fm. Go and check it out.
1: <laughs> Every that's week, good. you should do a hot or not for new guests. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> there there you go. Go and then the I, I get to
2: review them. them.
3: Not one of those websites from like the, the mid-noughties that everyone used to go on. You could upload your picture and get voted up or down. Yeah,
1: it was. I swear, it was. I, but Did I remember it there was a. Uh, probably somewhere. I but do you remember they used to have it? Came from yeah that idea that concept. Well, they used to have it on um uh, music on music channels, didn't they? Do you remember at the bottom of the music music channel you could send in like a potato a picture of yourself on like a really old terrible phone where it's just really pictures. <laughs> yeah. And then like some cheesy text like "I love Jenna forever." And <laughs> you don't remember who Jenner is next week. <laughs> like,
2: Even like, we had that in South Africa, so <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow.
1: Crap travels everywhere.
2: <laughs> it
3: does, <hey. laughs> The stuff that you know, we, we've we somehow cheap managed to like inadvertently cheapen matchmaker. Matchmaker's full of No, guests. Matchmaker is awesome. No, no, Ge- no, no, no genuinely.
1: No, no. I, I go gonna, I go back to what I said what? before. It's working.
2: We're definitely got to use all of this as slight snippets that we can um, create ads for, you know. And uh, yeah. we'll, don't worry, <laughs> we'll, we'll make it work. We'll make it work, James. We will. Yeah.
3: We have thought about recording some kind of parody sort of dating. You know, like in the 80s, they used to have the, the dating thing where you'd record oh, a big Oh, like yourself. a
1: Cilla Black style thing. What was yeah. it called? So we, yeah. we, we thought
3: about doing some some like advertising campaigns using that as a kind of a bit of a joke, but we we haven't actually got around to it yet because obviously we're all in lockdown now. But yeah. uh, that was that was like one of the ideas that we were going to do. So
1: Blind Date, that was what it was called. Do you remember? Blind Date, yeah. That was horrific if you if, if anybody wants to know what we're talking about i mean it was all right at the time because we had three channels but uh if anyone wants to know what we're talking about head over to youtube and search blind date uk or blind date Silla black um you you're welcome get ready for some good old-fashioned cringe tv uh james how can people find you on social media pal
3: so i'm at james mulvaney uh on twitter facebook linkedin come say hello uh, you can obviously visit podcast.co and matchmaker.fm. Lots and lots of content on those websites. Uh, and, and also, I've got loads of YouTube videos as well, talking about how to find guests. Interview technique as well. If you're not sure how to interview someone or if you're being a guest on someone else's podcast for the first time, I've got a video on that as well, telling you exactly how you can kind of approach it. And uh, so sort of hopefully to put your mind at ease.
1: I love that, mate, and I would definitely recommend all of our viewers and listeners head over to that content and check it out. Um, James, you've been absolutely fantastic. I'm glad that people can get in touch. Justin, you feel like you've got something to say? It's on the tip of your tongue. I, right I just front.
2: want to say, something, yeah. yeah, James, just to put you on the spot here, if someone were to say hello, would you respond? Okay, that's wonderful. You know, because some people, I'm, I'm asking for a friend, that they sometimes they are a bit sensitive when, when people don't say hello back, you know, so I was just I'm just making sure it's one of my friends that if you had to say hello, that you could, you know, help them in the right direction. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: I wonder whether you're talking about me then. I get kind of annoyed when people don't reply to messages.
3: <laughs> yeah. You know, look, Look especially, um, you know, on social channels, you've got to just try and be proactive and speak to as many people as possible.
1: I mean, it's in the palm of our hands, right? It's never been easier. I mean, mm-hmm. when have we ever been able to do business development and networking from the toilet? <laughs> I mean, oh, that's not world 2.0. I don't know what is.
2: Or <laughs> wearing our uh, dog slippers. Oh, the dog slippers.
1: <laughs> well, look, I'm wearing a Mickey Mouse top. It's li- it's it's a it's it's Mickey's body. Look. And I've got. I've, head.
2: I've, I've I've dressed down for because uh, you dressed
1: down, so I've dressed down a yeah. bit. I, I'm, I'm not putting Hold a shirt right. on. No, no. <laughs> right, listen, guys. This has been absolutely fantastic. I'll also extend the offer as well. So, given uh, I've I've done sports podcasts, I've been involved in entertainment podcasts, podcasts for business, grown my own, helped other people. If you want some advice, or you just want to pick my brains, or you want to ask me what things I did wrong so you can avoid them, I'm always open. So, drop me a message as well and get in touch. We'll put our social media, media links, media links. Put our social media links below so you can see them also. Um until next time guys stay global stay remote
0: this is a billionaires in boxes production